0: Hi everyone, welcome to After Dark Analysis. On today's Why Is This a Thing, we are gonna be looking at vampires, both the sexy kind and the feral kind. So why do we find vampires so scary or alluring? First, vampires come in two very different forms, and neither one of which sparkle. I'm sorry if you're a Twilight fan, we're not talking about that. No, we're not talking about it. We either get the very deformed feral, animalistic type of vampire, a la Nosferatu in 30 Days of Night. Or we get the sexualized vampire, a la uh, The Lost Boys and I guess Interview with a Vampire. Sorry, neither of those guys ever did anything for me, but apparently other people think they're cute. No judgment, you do you. So let's start out with the feral. As I already said, they have the very animalistic tendencies, they have these baser instincts. While still vampires, these guys are a little closer to werewolves in how they hunt and what they do. They're a little bit more indiscriminate about killing. Normally they end up being the basis for the folklore in whatever town they're in of don't go into the woods at night, don't go out at night by yourself, because vampires because vampires obviously have to hunt at night because everybody seems to always have that sun aversion. And just like werewolves we once again could be looking at an alpha predator type situation if as long as it's dark these things can hunt and move quickly and bite and tear apart especially since they tend to be in packs. We actually see packs a little more with vampires being feral than we actually do with werewolves themselves it always seems like when there are vampires, there's always a decent amount of them. It's not two or three people like you would get with most werewolf movies. And the reason for that could be just it's easier to hide being a vampire, having elongated teeth. While Yaz yeah, it's unsettling it's a little weird, it's a lot easier to hide that than, hey, every full moon I rip apart and become a literal animal since these feral vampires have already probably been cast out of society, possibly in the vampire hierarchy or just society in general, they just become the honey badger's vampires. They don't give a shit. So they don't have to. They just tear people apart at night and that's what they do all the live long day. So we do have this idea of them becoming a new alpha predator. This alpha predator idea does continue on into the sexualized more refined vampires. The reason for that is we normally see a vampire in some kind of public position or some kind of wealthy position. It does make sense for this because they've had all this time on earth because they're always immortal to accumulate wealth, accumulate items. A lot of them kind of live off grid and people don't come to see them unless beckoned to, a la Dracula. This sense of refinement and high society is also seen in how they feed. While ferals will bite and tear people apart, these more sexualized, refined vampires, they tend to bite people on the neck. It isn't easy to conceal if anybody's ever had a hickey. You know how annoying it can be. But they tend to do, you know, the two small pricks and that's it. They're not going to rip you apart to convert you into becoming a vampire. And they tend to want more vampires underneath of them. This raises their social standing and does make people somewhat dependent on them because there seems to be an intimate connection when you turn somebody into a vampire. As could be done and it's amplified with the sexuality on where they tend to bite. The neck, I've seen femoral arteries, which is the artery in your thigh between your legs, typically they are viewed as androgynous zones Or wrists even happen sometimes which is pretty easy to conceal with long sleeves or a bracelet. Not to mention while the vampire is sucking blood, typically this is where we see like a little bit of drop of blood ooze out. It's moist, it's red, I'm not gonna get more into what that's clearly symbolizing. I think you all can figure that one out on your own. What both vampire sets, feral and sexualized, play on is our fear of the dark. Specifically not the fear of the dark, but what's in the dark most people have that base primal fear because they don't know what could be coming at them since vampires can only exist in the dark that's where they're hiding that's where they're lurking that's where they're going to come out and get you and you know that to be fair that aspect has also given them a major weakness because how many times have we seen a vampire movie end with oh the sun came up especially if we go back into earlier vampire lore where vampires and bats were very closely interconnected of vampires would turn into bats and that's how they moved around so quickly and remained unseen. Most people don't like bats because they think they're kind of creepy looking and they lurk in dark places. And if you have any kind of background in diseases, you know they actually are a pretty decent carrier for rabies. Even though bats eat mosquitoes, which is kind of awesome, but people tend not to like them. So really, we are taking a human being in those instances and turning them into this misunderstood but considered foul creature. And in either incarnation, they do have the alpha predator stance. With Feral, it's the indiscriminate killing, the no need to abide by polite society anymore. With the sexualized and more refined vampires, we get people having wealth and power, which puts them above people socially, But you can also turn people into vampires as well and have this bloodlust that can cause you to kill people and that could turn you into something that could be a bigger killing machine if you get over your whole daylight thing, which few places have addressed, but it still tends to hold pretty true in the vampire mythos. So that is why vampires are either scary or sexualized, depending on how you view it. Thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please like, comment, subscribe. If you don't like what you're hearing, please let me know.